Verse number 21 of Ezekiel chapter 12 says, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, what is that proverb that ye have in the land of Israel, saying, The days are prolonged, and every vision faileth. Tell them, therefore, thus saith the Lord God, I will make this proverb to cease, and they shall no more use it as a proverb in Israel. But say unto them, the days are at hand, and the effect of every vision. That word effect, it literally means the fulfillment, the fulfillment of every vision. For there shall be no more any vain, that's empty or fruitless vision. No more vain vision, no more fruitless vision, no more vision that doesn't yield. Nor flattering divination within the house of Israel. For I am the Lord, I will speak, and the word that I shall speak shall come to pass, or that word shall be performed. It shall be no more prolonged or delayed or put off. For in your days, O rebellious house, will I say the word, and will perform it, saith the Lord God. Again, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, behold, they of the house of Israel say, The vision that he seeth is for many days to come, and he prophesied of the times that are far off. Therefore I say unto them, Thus saith the Lord your God, the Lord God, there shall none of my words be prolonged. None of my words be prolonged, deferred or are put off. None of my words are going to be put off. He says, anymore, but the word which I have spoken shall be done. It shall be performed, said who? Said the Lord God. So we're teaching from this subject of the fear of unfulfilled vision. The fear of unfulfilled vision. The fear that my vision will not come to pass, the fear that my dreams will not become a reality, the fear that my heart's desires, they will not manifest, and even God's word will not come to pass in my life. But let's just go ahead and release our faith and just set ourselves in agreement with the word of God today. Repeat after me, say, my visions, my, vision. my, dreams, my dreams, my heart's desires, my even God's word shall come to pass in my life. Say it again, my visions, my dreams, my heart's desires, even God's word shall come to pass in my life. One more time, my visions, my dreams, my heart's desires, even God's word shall come to pass in my life. Now, you got to take everything and stake it on that because that's what we believe. Other than that, we're never going to be able to believe God for the things that he said to us. So this is our third lesson, and the objective of this series is to equip you in faith and wisdom and get you focused in fulfilling your dreams and manifesting the visions of your heart. Let's go to 1 John chapter number 5. We've talked in length about how to avoid the state of living a life of lesser existence, living a life of lesser existence, and how do we do that? We do that by overcoming the obstacles of unfulfilled vision, overcoming the obstacles of unfulfilled vision. The failure 
to overcome those obstacles of unfulfilled vision is to make your heart the graveyard that holds your dreams and your visions rather than the garden that grows your dreams and your visions. You do not want your dreams and your visions to die in your heart, but you want those things to manifest. Amen? Amen. So in 1 John chapter 5 and verse number 4 is a very familiar passage of Scripture, but I think a very encouraging passage of Scripture says, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, or whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. Now, are you born of God? Are you born again? Well, because you are born of God, because you are born again, then you are a world what? Overcomer. Say, I am a world overcomer. So, that, so, so for the believer, for you and I, that, there are no restrictions. There are no restrictions. There, no, there are no limitations. There are no barriers. There is, there is nothing holding us back to fulfill what God has put on the inside of us. Amen. But he says, whosoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory. That overcometh the world, even our what? Faith. So now faith is my part because although God has given me victory, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, says, thanks be unto God which giveth us the victory. So I have victory, so I'm not, I'm not trying to get victory in life. I'm trying to maintain victory in life. And so we don't fight from a position of trying to gain victory. We fight from the position, this fight of faith that we fight, we fight this faith from the position of trying to maintain the victory that he's already given us. Now, what causes that victory to be in manifestation is our faith. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Amen? Now, if you look at verse number five, verse number five says, who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Do you believe that? Amen. Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Amen. Then guess what that makes you? A world overcomer. But now you got to get your faith in gear so you can start seeing that victory manifest in your life. In the Amplified of verse 4, if you don't have it, just look on the screen. He says, for whatsoever is born of God is victorious over the world. I am victorious over the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. Who is, who is it that is victorious over, that conquers the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, who adheres to it, trusts in that, and relies on that very fact. So people of God, we're victorious, but now we understand that we are in partnership with God, that the Bible said we'll co-laborers together with God, so we're in partnership with him, and as partners with God, God has a part, you have a part. And now God, he always does his part. So if there's any slack in the chain, it's not on God. If there's any slack on the chain, it's on my part. So I have to make sure that I'm doing my part. And that's what I want to do, encourage you to do your part so that you can see your dreams, your visions, uh, your ambitions, all these things that you have in your heart, and there is something in your heart. 
I'm not talking about what somebody put in your hand. I'm not talking about what somebody talked into your head. I'm talking about something that's in your heart, something that didn't come from the outside, something that was born on the inside, and you, like God, you want to see it come to pass. God's not the only one who wants your dreams and wants your desires and wants your vision to come to pass. You want them to come to pass too because there's nothing I can only imagine there is nothing more miserable than a woman who's been pregnant for years and can't deliver. I don't even know if they let you go that long. I'm just, but you get the perk. Man, when that woman first gets pregnant, she's all excited and she's telling everybody on the job, telling her family and telling her friends. She's emailing and texting and letting everybody know that she's with child. She got a baby come. She all excited. And then along the process, she's talking about the baby and, and she's making adjustments and making arrangements because of this baby that's on the inside of her. She's talking to the baby, rubbing on her stomach. Ooh, look at him. He kicked. See, look, look, you see him kick? You know, she's going through, she's going through all of that. But after a while, She ready to get this thing out of me. Do I have a witness here? <laughs> well, so it is, people of God, at some point in your life, you should be willing to manifest what you've been talking about. You should be willing to, you should be ready to deliver and it takes strength to deliver. And so you should be ready to deliver that. That dream you've been talking about for years, that goal you've been talking about for years, that ambition you've been talking about for years, that business you've been talking about for years, that place you've been talking about going to for years, that place and that state you wanted to be in in life, you've been talking about it for years, you've been walking around pregnant, you are ready to deliver. And what I'm here to do is help you Push until you get that thing from out on the inside of you and get it on the outside. Amen. 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 And so at some point, yeah. you want to enjoy that thing you've been talking about. Yes. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Now, so we've been looking at these five major obstacles of unfulfilled vision. Five major obstacles of unfulfilled vision. I'll give the first two to you. We've already talked about them, and then we'll pick up with number three today. Number one, we said becoming restricted by fear rather than releasing your faith for that dream or that vision. Becoming restricted by fear. Get rid of fear because what you fear will happen. That's the scripture now. What you are afraid of, it will come upon you. And so you got to release your faith for that dream or for that vision that you have. Here's a statement that I want to give you. The behavior of faith is demonstrated by a tenacious, unrelenting decision to stand by a word from God and refuse to let go of it until you see it totally fulfilled in your life. That's the behavior of faith. Number two, 
The second major obstacle of unfulfilled vision, why people never fulfill their vision, not developing your gift to help facilitate your, your vision. Not developing your gift to help facilitate your vision. You have a vision to be a business owner, but you won't develop. You won't work on you. You won't develop yourself for the vision or for the dream that you have because you're going to have to be able to develop yourself, prepare yourself, and get yourself ready for that dream or for that desire. Amen? Amen. You know, so, <clears throat> so there are a lot of things that you have to do, parts that you have to play in order for you to develop your gift. Now, if you develop your gift, gift will do two things. Number one, your gift's going to make room for you. Number two, the Bible also says in Proverbs, your gift will bring you into prosperity. Amen? So you want to develop. See, it's like a guy who has a dream to be an NBA player, but he won't work on his game. He won't develop himself. He won't, he won't work. He don't even know how to dribble. And he's not doing anything about it. It's okay if you don't know, but you ought to be doing something about it if you ever going to go to the NBA. Because you're not going to get in the NBA by the anointing. You're going to have to work on, your, work on your, your gift, work on your skill, work on your talent. So whatever your dream is, whatever your vision is, whatever your heart's desire is, what are you doing to develop yourself for that dream, for that vision, for that heart's desire? All right? That's the second thing. And people who fail to do that, they have desire. If you have, if you have a dream and refuse to develop, you'll never see your desire. So you need to develop. Amen? Amen. Now, uh, with that, I, I, we looked at uh, last time 12 essentials surrounding your dream. I won't give them to you for time's sake, but we talked about 12 essentials surrounding your dreams. Now, here's a key statement. Your dream, your vision, stands in danger of perishing if you don't gain the knowledge you need to fulfill it. Your dream and your desire, it stands in danger of perishing. It'll die on the vine. If you don't gain the knowledge that you need to fulfill it. Amen. Now let's pick up with obstacle number three. Obstacle number three. I love number three. Not understanding the nature of vision. Not understanding the nature of vision. That many people, their visions go unfulfilled because they don't understand the nature. When I talk about nature, I'm talking about the true essence. They don't understand the true essence of vision. Now here it is, the nature of vision is this. It's in one word, so write it down, specific. Specific. That's the nature of vision. Specific. That you cannot just be all over the place. At some point in your life, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to narrow down. At some point in your life, you're gonna have to find something that excites you and stick with it. Come on now. 
So that's the nature of vision, that you need to be, you need to be specific about what it is that you're going to do, what it is that, that you're supposed to be doing. And that's one of the things, you know, brothers, that's one of the things that frustrate our wives more than anything else. We can't find anything to lock down on. Amen. Well, ain't nobody going to say nothing about that, you know. We can't, you know, we, we do this for a month, then we're over here doing this, then something else come along, now we're doing this, and, and we, we started taking the family down the two, we started wasting all the resources, because all these, these things just keep popping up and popping up and popping up. You find something to do, you put your hands to it, and you work that until that works for you. But what's in your heart? What is it that's in your heart that if you do nothing else, you're going to do this? And you got to get specific about what it is that you're supposed to be doing. You got to zero in on something and, and don't change. It's, it's like a mill. You lock in on and you don't, you don't change. I don't care what happens in life. It doesn't matter who comes, who goes. It doesn't matter what happens in your life. You locked onto this thing because this is what you're going to do. Why? Because that's what's in your heart. And to do something that's other than, do something other than what's in your heart, you're going to live a life of lesser existence. Because you did what was in your hand, you did what somebody talked into your head, but you never did what was in your heart. Amen? See, a lot of times, we can't convince anybody of what we're doing because we ain't convinced yet. Well, I thought you said you were doing this. Yeah, but I'm, this is the new thing here. This that new thing here. You know, they got something else coming now. And, and now they doing it. This it here, boy. You got to get in on this now. This is it here. Oh, this is it. Folks, don't you know stuff change all the time? But when are you going to get consistent about something? If you're going to, you know, this month you in this, and next month you in that, and, 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 and next year you're doing this, and you do this for a season, and, then, and now you're doing this, and now you're doing that. You got to lock in on something and get specific about something. Your vision, your plans may change, but you can't keep changing your vision. Amen? Amen. You're going to Chicago, that's the vision. You say you're going to drive, that's the plan. Now you're going to fly, that's still the plan. Vision, we still, we're going to Chicago. You can walk, we're going to Chicago. But you got to get locked in on something. And I see so many people, they just, you know, they just do this. They dab here. They, they over there. They, they over there. And then they doing this. And now they doing, you know, you, know, you, you always want to be a barber. Now you want to be a personal trainer. Now you want to do this. And now you want, you don't know what you want to do. You got to make up your mind to do something and stick with it. Amen? Amen. Yes, Are you listening to me? Let's look at some scripture now. Turn in your Bibles to Proverbs 29 and verse 18. Because until you zero in on that thing and lock in, you're going to be roaming in life. You're always going to roam in life. You're always wandering around, you know, just looking. You're you looking for somebody to give you something. Man, what's out there? What's happening? What's What's popping? What's crack-a-lacking? You know, what's, what's next? You know, you, you, just, you just out there. You just out there. You just, you, you just looking for the, the quickest thing. It don't even have to be in your heart. You just looking for the quickest thing going to bring you the quickest return. And, and, we, and, and, and many of us, we have burned daylight. We have burned time. We have burned energy. We have burned resources. And some of us are even in debt today because we chase stuff. 
We chase this thing that come up. We chase that thing that has come up. And then this, this new thing that has come up. Everybody's doing this now. And we just chase and chase and chase. And half the stuff we spend money on, we don't even use it no more. Because we want the get-rich-quick scheme. Amen. Amen. The Bible said, wealth cometh little by little. Amen. Amen. And he that worketh shall prosper. Amen. Amen. No, you don't like that. You don't like that. But see, we just, we just, in life, we just, we just plan, we just plan the lotto with our lives. Because we're not specific about anything. We, we, we plan our life like the numbers. We, we try to, I'm a, they say this is it. They say this. No, they say that number. They say this number. And, and we just, we just burning and burning and burning. And we're not producing anything. We're not yielding anything. And we've learned to be specific about so many other things in life, but we won't be specific about the most important thing, which is our lives. You ever go to a restaurant and they didn't bring you what you asked for? And you let them know, ma'am, sir, this is, this is not, this is not what I, yeah, but this is good. This is one of my favorite. Don't you hate that with that? Okay. This is, this is my favorite. This is my, this, this, I like, this is, this is my favorite. No, I asked for A, B, C, this, this is what, this is what I asked for. Just, just bring me that because that's what I want. Specific. You buy a car, I want this, I want this color, I want this kind, I want this in it, I want, you're specific. A house, you don't just let them put in there what they want to put in there. I want this kind of carpet, I want this, I want granite, I want marble, I want columns here. I'm specific about what I want. I want this room over here. You're specific, and you don't let them get by with anything else. You accept anything else. But then when it comes to your life, when are you going to get specific? If you can be specific about those things that doesn't even compare to your life because Jesus didn't die for your house, he didn't die for your car, but he died for you. And you just gonna accept anything in life? And you can't get specific about your own life? You gotta narrow down and get specific about something. Because until you do, you just roaming from month to month. From year to year, your seasons just change and change and change because you won't get specific about what it is that you're supposed to be doing and what your heart's desire and what your vision is. Get specific. Tell the person that you say, get specific. Not not Pacific, but specific. I'm, I'm wrestling with that thing, man. Get specific. <laughs> I remember... When my mother would send us to the store, we, uh, they had, they had uh, corner stores. They don't have a lot of, you know, you know we, we moved out. We, you know, man, we done moved away from the corner store. They don't have, I remember the corner store. You walk to the store. How many remember the corner store? I'm talking about the store that had the pickle jar on the counter with the pig feet in it. That's the kind of store I'm talking about. You, you know what I'm talking about? That's, that's, that's a real store right there. I'm talking about where you can go to the back and get your summer sausage and some hog head cheese. 
Y'all better hear me. I'm talking about a real stove. I'm talking about a stove that made a man out of you. Get you some moon cookies, boy. What you talking about? Shoot, boy, that's a, that's a stove right there, boy. And I remember when, when mom would send us to the store, she'd give us vision. So you wouldn't be, see, you wouldn't roaming because she, she'd give you vision. You go down to the store, give me this, give me that, and she'd tell you what aisle it's on. It's going to be on that third, it wasn't about, about four, five aisles, you know, but it, it's, it's going to be on that fifth aisle over there by so-and-so. You go on in there, you get this, you get that, and you come on out here and, and, and come on back, bring my stuff. And knew how much money to give you. Sometimes you what, what, you know, she give you the exact amount that you need, and if she gave you a little bit over, she said, now, you make sure you bring my change back here. <laughs> but now watch this. You didn't have to go in the store and roam. Because she gave you specifics. She gave you vision. And you go in there and you, you got whatever it is you was going to get, and you came out of that store. You didn't waste time. And she know when you was there too long. Don't make her come look, you know. <laughs> but you get the point. The point is, many of us, because we don't have specifics about our life, and this is the nature of vision, is specific. And when you don't have specifics about your life, you're just gonna roam. You're gonna roam, you're gonna waste time without a real connection. Amen? Amen? I remember when we came out here, when God told me to come out here, God gave me four specific instructions, and one of those instructions were, go to the Arcola Fresno area and start a church. Told me to do that. I remember coming out here, and that's before you see all the stuff you see now, uh, Lakes of Savannah and all that, all that stuff wasn't out there. And, <clears throat> and I never forget telling the Lord one day I was riding on 521, because we was having church in the Mustang Community Center, and in Goodman Elementary School. We was in the school on Sunday, and we were in the Mustang Community Center on Wednesday nights for Bible study. And I never forget telling the Lord, I said, Lord, ain't nothing out here. No buildings, ain't nowhere you can have a church. I can't keep going back and forth like this. It's no place to really have no church. And, and I said, I'm going to Stafford, because Stafford got buildings. They got lease places. You know, I'm, I'm going to Stafford. And i never forget, I was riding down 521, got to Highway 6, and I turned on Highway 6 and got right there by what is now Lakes of Savannah, looked over to the right and saw that, 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 that strip center. Now, the center wasn't there. It was just the slab with plumbing sticking up. And I looked over there. I believe the Holy Ghost led me there. And I looked over, that's where the old location used to be. I looked over there and I say, there's a building coming up. I said, let me pull in here. I pulled in there and the owner was there, Mr. Rathmail. And I said, uh, how you doing, sir? He said, I'm fine. I said, is this your building? He said, he said yeah. I said, what are you going to do with it? I'm just going to build it and lease it out. See, I believe the Lord did that for us. He said, I'm just going to build it and lease it out. I said, well, would you lease to a church? He said, if the church can pay the bills. I'll lease to him. That's what he said to me. That's what he said to me. 
And I said, sir, we, we, we want this bill. We'll enter, we'll enter into an agreement with you. And we did that, stayed there for six years and was never late, never missed no end. But here's the thing. Now, here I am giving up, saying, oh, I don't see anything. Nothing's happening. Nothing's changing. I'm, I'm going somewhere. I'm going to do something other than what's in my heart. Because Stafford wasn't in my heart. But Stafford looked like a better option. Come on now. Come on now. Like, you know, like, you know, you know, it, it just looked like the opportunities are better. Now, see, that's head. That ain't heart. Heart was all cola fresno, because that's what God said. Are you listening to me? And God has blessed us right here in our Cola Fresno, in our Cola Fresno area, just like he said. But that fear of God's word not coming to pass began to settle in into my heart. It was, it was getting in my head, and thank God it was able to stop before it got down into my heart. Are you listening to me? When God gives you a word, that word becomes the turning point of your life. But not only does that word become the turning point of your life, you got to make a decision that when you walk by faith, you're going to reach that point of no return. That it doesn't matter what happened. It doesn't matter what anybody say. When I walk by faith, this is what God said. I'm not changing. I'm not going to turn. I'm not looking for another alternative. I'm not looking for a way out. I'm looking for a reason to stay in this thing. And the reason is this is what God said. And if God said it, God's going to do it. If God spoke it, he's going to bring it to pass. He's not a man that he should lie. I just got to get myself together and stick with my specifics. You got to stick with something. Are you listening to me? So what is that, that desire that God has put in your heart? You got to stick with it. Stop running after the latest and the greatest. And stick with something. See something through. Fulfill something in your life. And stop just running like a loose cannon. Over here, over there, cross there, cross there. That's not how you live your life, folks. You're roaming. You got to be able to tell folk, nope, that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, but everybody is doing that. I ain't everybody. Everybody can't be doing it because I ain't doing it. So stop lying to me. Everybody ain't doing it because I ain't doing it. Are you listening to me? So you got to be specific about what it is you're supposed to be doing. Amen? Amen. Because when you do that, you're going to be more effective doing what's in your heart to do. I never forget a pastor called me. And uh, um, he wanted me to come. He was having a deliverance service mm -hmm. at his church. Mm -hmm. And he thought about me and he called me and asked me to come. Wanted me to do a deliverance service. They was going to be, you know, casting out devils and, you know, and, you know, homosexuals going to be there. You know, all this kind of, we're going to get folk free. We're going to have a deliverance service. And Doc, we want you to come and just, you know, and all of that. And I said, I, I can't do that. That's, that's not what I do. That's not what. Now, I, I, I ain't got no problem casting out devils, you know. I ain't got no problem with that. That's not what I do. I say, here's what you do. If you want me, you get somebody to come in and do all that stuff you just said. And then when you want them to teach them to walk in their deliverance, bring me in. 
Why? Because I'm specific about what I'm supposed I know my role in the body. Ain't no need me trying to have no healing service like Benny Hinn. That ain't what I do. I teach. I teach. Are you listening to me? See, you got to, don't, don't just run after the money. You have to get specific about what it is that you're supposed to be doing. And follow your heart. If you follow your heart, you'll never be disappointed. It doesn't matter who else is not doing it. You don't have to go with the crowd. You go with your heart. Let's look at some things here. I told you to go to Proverbs 29, 18. Proverbs 29, 18 just says, where there's no vision, the people perish. So if you don't have specifics in your life, you're going to roam. Let's look at Philippians. Philippians chapter, chapter 3. Got to get specific about what it is you're supposed to be doing. How many times you've had all these great ideas and all these wonderful things you were going to do and don't stick with them long enough? Folks, if you don't stick with something, you know, nothing's going to work for you. You ever tried to lose weight for a week? You know, I, I guarantee you, somebody on your rope. <laughs> Got some gym equipment at home. <laughs> that's used for hanging clothes on. <laughs> it's got inspired by something. You got the bow flex. <laughs> ab machine. You ain't know you, you don't even look like you got no ab. <laughs> now I ain't looking at nobody. Don't be, don't be talking about why you looking over here. I'm not, I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at the person behind you. <laughs> My, my point is this, we got, we got to stick with something. You can't, you, you can't just keep dibbling and dabbling. You got to stick with something. You got to get specific about something because that's the nature of it. Look what it says in, in verse number, let me hurry. Verse number 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. I, I'm not saying I got it all together. I'm not saying I'm already there. But this what? Come on, talk to me. This what? How many things? But this one. I know I don't have it all together, but this one thing I do. I'm forgetting what's behind me. I'm reaching for what's in front of me. Now, here's, here's the part here. I'm pressing. I'm pressing. So, so if I'm pressing, that means resistance is there. If, if, if I'm pressing, that means something is opposing me. But I'm not quitting because there's some pressure. And what happened is we look for the path of least resistance. And the path where there is no resistance is the path that doesn't develop you, but it's the path that damages you. And your life is going to be this process and this cycle. Forgetting. Reaching, pressing. And we don't want to press. We don't want to press. 
Well, I tried. It's too, it's too hard. And they, them folk want you to do this. And, and I, I, you know, I had that in my heart to do, but them folk want you to fill out all that paperwork. No press. No press. I didn't know it was going to take all that. It's going to take all that and some. But if it's worth having, you press. You're going to be in a, in, a, in, in, in a professional, you know, you're going to play professional sports, you got to press. This ain't Pee Wee League. You got to press. It's cute when you're little. Are you listening to me? You got to press. And whatever you're going to do in life, it requires a press. That's the one thing you got to do. Forget what's, okay, I didn't do it then. Okay, forget that. Reach for something else. But in order to, in order to press, folks, you got to realize this. He said, this one thing I do, I'm forgetting, I'm reaching, I'm pressing. If, if you're going to, see, the thing about a dream, when God gives you a dream, that's the time to wake up. And too many people, they have dreams, but they, they never woke up. Because what specific the specifics, it, give, it keeps you from wishful thinking and vain imaginations. And a lot of people, in reality, they really are just dreamers. In a negative sense, just, just, just a dreamer. You're just, just wishful thinking. Because you, you, won't, you won't deal with where you are. You know, you're not even, you're not even trying to change. You ain't, you ain't working on nothing. You just, you, that's wishful thinking. See, that's lottery. Wishful thinking. Lottery. Wishful thinking. And when God gives you a dream, you got to wake up. Wake up to your reality where you are. It doesn't matter where you're going. You got to deal with where you are. Because you can only be where you are. And wherever you're going, you have to leave from where you are. And until you deal with where you are, until you deal with where you are, what are you going to do about where you are? Well, I have this dream just for a perfect marriage. Hey, let me tell you something. You can have that, Joe, but it's going to cost you. And God, no, I, I can only imagine what a perfect marriage costs. Because I know a good one costs. I know what a good one costs. A decent one costs you. A perfect one? Oh, you're going to break the bank. You're going to pay for that. Come on, let's, let's, let's hurry. Oh, my goodness. Come on, Luke, Luke 9, 51. Luke 9, 51. This is Jesus. Luke 9 and verse number 51. You, you, you got to get specific about something. What are you going to school for? Get specific. So you don't waste time taking classes you don't need. Get specific. What are you, you going to be in life? Where are you going in life? What do you want to do? What, what's in your heart? What is your heart's desire? You got to get specific about those things. Watch this in verse number 51. This is Jesus who is being specific. He says, and it came to pass when the time was come 
that he should be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. He set his face. He didn't move. He set his face. That, that means he, he wasn't going to be distracted. He was determined. I'm going to Jerusalem. He set his face. So that means he blocked out everything else. He set his face. Look at Isaiah. Isaiah uh, chapter 50, verse 7. And, and we'll see it here. Isaiah 50 and 7. What are you set on? Verse 7, for the Lord God will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I what? Set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. He set his face. He said, set your face like a flint. So that means you can't be giving attention to everything else. You need to get set. You need to set your face like a flint. And he says, if you do that, you won't be brought to shame. So when are you going to get set about what it is you're supposed to be doing? But you just, you, you know, your head just swerving. You, you just, you, you, you over, you see that. Folks, it's always going to be something that looks better. Come on. It's always going to be something look like a better opportunity. But when you going to get set on something? Number three, and I got to close. Number four, excuse me. Let me just give you what number four is. Number four is not recognizing the cost of vision. Oh, my goodness. Not recognizing the cost of vision. That thing that's in your heart, it's going to cost you. Get free out your head. Amen. I don't know what, what it is. We, boy, I'm telling you, boy, we like free. Get, 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 just get free. I don't, even, I don't even care for the word free. I tell my staff, don't, don't tell me nothing about stuff free. Tell me what's favorable. All that free. We shout, ooh, it's free too. Good. Ooh, I'm telling you, Jesus, it's free. <laughs> Folks shout about free stuff. <laughs> just look at who in the free line. Look at the attitudes in the free line. You see more complaining in the free line. Because people think you own something. They, they, think, they think, you know, they owe something. Amen. You go and show, you, you give some free, take one, one per family. One per family. You get one, run back to the car, then send your son in there. Amen. Then you send your husband in there. Then he get one. Then you pull Big Dad out the car. Here he come. <laughs> come on, y'all. I'm saying the mentality of what we do when it's stuff free. Your vision, and a lot of people, when they find out that dream is going to cost them and stop looking for people to finance your dream. That's your dream. God will raise up folk to help you. You don't have to go around asking for help for your dream. Let's look at verse Ecclesiastes 5. And let me just show you. Because here's what the cost, of, the cost 
of your vision, understanding the cost of vision. Here is the cost of vision. Write this, this word down, diligence. And that's what we're going to talk about next week, diligence. Diligent. Are you diligent? It's diligent people because, see, success, success is a progress, is, is a process. Success is, 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 is progress. The only place you see success before work is in the dictionary. It's not like that in life. You got to work. You got to apply yourself. You have to be diligent. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, because I believe that this is, a, this is a component that many believers miss out on, this thing called diligence. We got to be diligent. Got to be, got to be consistent in something. Diligent encompasses a whole lot of things. Look what it says in verse number 3. This is a powerful scripture. He says, for a dream coming through the multitude of business and a fool's voice. Whole lot of talking. Bible says you never know a man's a fool till he opens his mouth. Boy, he can be sharp. He can be standing there clean. And you say, boy, I wonder who that is. Then he opens his mouth. That's a fool right there, boy. That is a fool right there. Hands down, that's a fool. A dream coming through a multitude of business. The Amplified says, for a dream comes with much business and painful effort. You're going to have to go through some pain. The woman who's delivering the child, she goes through that moment of pain. And you're going to deliver that dream. It's going to cost you. It takes diligence. But the diligent, the Bible said that, that a slothful man, he doesn't roast what he took in hunting. What does that mean? A slothful man will buy a book and don't read it. He'll get a wife and won't take care of her because he's slothful. He'll have kids and won't take care of them. She'll get a husband and never cook. 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 Come on, let the Lord lead me. She'll get a husband and never cook. She'll get a husband and never cook. Just waste a good man. Diligence, painstaking efforts. You're going to go through something. But that's how a dream comes. It doesn't just fall out the sky. Folks, let me tell you something. You look at this. See, a dream doesn't come just through praying. Should you pray? Yeah. It doesn't come just through praising God. Should you praise God? Yes. But when the last time you seen Oprah praising God? Her dream's coming true. Maybe she's diligent. She don't even serve our God. But she's applying a principle that I'm telling you call diligence. You know she's not doing what she's doing for money. She's doing it because it's in her heart. 
She's diligent. She maximizes her present state. And when she maximizes that and fulfills that vision, then she does something else. That she was diligent in planning. She didn't just flip over and wake up one morning and had a network. She's been diligent in working on a plan for years. She said, I'm going to do this 25 years, and I'm doing something else. Diligence. Last time you seen Puffy Cone, you know, praising God. When you saw him at the altar. See, all these people you see, this part that I'm telling you about, it's just called diligence. It's what you do when you leave here, after you praise God, after you give your tithes and your offering and you, you're doing, after you do all of that, are you diligent? The Bible said don't be slothful in your business, but be diligent in your business. Are you diligent? What are you doing working toward that thing that's in your heart? Because until you get diligent, you just wishful thinking. You just got big dreams, but no development. Amen? Amen. I want to see your dreams come to pass. See them become that dream you have for your family, that dream of being able to take care of your family, send your kids to college. I want to see that manifest. That dream you have of, you know, just being able to do what you want to do and not be strapped. You don't have to have millions and millions of dollars. It, you know, it's just based on where you are. It's, it's all relative, folk. I'm not saying you have to be a millionaire. A million may not be enough for you. A million may be too much for you based on what, what your dreams and your goals are. It's all relative. But whatever it is and wherever it is, you want to see those things manifest and come to pass. Maybe you got a dream to just be a blessing to your family. Well, you're never going to be a blessing to them if you don't work on your stuff. If your stuff always in the red, who are you going to be a blessing to? See, that's what I'm saying. What are you doing to develop where you are right now? Have you awakened to your reality right now? Because right now, where you live may be right here. Yeah, you want to live in the big house, but what are you doing to take care of where you are right now in the efficiency? What it look like? Huh? So you got to be diligent in working toward that thing that's in your heart. Amen? And if you do that, your dreams will become a reality. Be second to nature. Just manifest, just becoming a reality. Amen. Amen. Say, I have dreams, but I have awakened. So you're not one of these people with a dream and you sleeping. Amen. But no, you're being diligent. And let me tell you something. Let me, let me give you some wisdom, too. Let me give you some wisdom. In particular, my brothers, men. Don't keep the family strapped because you're chasing some dream. Do what you need to do in the interim to take care of your family. Until that dream, see, you, you want her support, she'll support you. Well, I can't get her to support me. Well, how long has this been going on? Why is it she won't support? Because it's in her to support you. 
You wouldn't have married her if you thought she wasn't going to support you. But something has changed. But how many times have she been down that road with you? So you do what you got. Well, you got too much dignity. I got too much dignity to work at McDonald's. But you ain't got too much dignity to let your wife go to work while you laying in the bed. What kind of dignity is that? Man don't take care of his family. The Bible says it's worse than a sinner. And if he don't work, he don't eat. That's the Bible. Are you listening to me? No, because I've, I've been, I've always, it's, it's in me to pastor. I will always pastor. Yes, sir. That's in me. That's me. That's what I do. That's who I am. I teach the word of God. I love, that's my passion. I'll do it for nothing because I've done it for nothing. But in the interim, while I'm believing God, I had to do other things because I had a family. So I cut yard. I get me a lawn. I bought me a little truck and put me a lawn on the back of it. I'm going to cut me some yards. Church wasn't growing. wasn't doing. You know what? It, what I it wasn't doing what I saw in my heart. But that ain't changing food on my table. I'm going to get me a lawn mower. Cut me some yard. I cut me some yard. Then when the when when the, when the Christmas season came around, I went down. I'm riding way down to Lake Jackson, working at UPS for the season. I'm gonna get my family some Christmas gifts. Come on. I'm going to some temp agency. I'm going to do something. I ain't going to sit around talking about I'm the pastor. Because before I was a pastor, I had a wife and some children. That could care less I was a pastor. All three of them care less I was a pastor. Yeah, Reb. Where the, where the dinner at, Reb? Where your check at, Reb? You so tight with the Lord, he can't cut a check for us? No, she didn't want to hear that. She didn't want to hear that. Not my wife. I got a real woman. She didn't want to hear that. I got a woman to challenge you. I ain't. Shoot, what? I mean, kill your little dream, man. You be like, because <laughs> I did what I needed to do to take care of my family. But I kept working on my dream. Kept working on my desire. God, this is what you called me to do. This is what's in my heart. But there were other things I needed to do because I had a responsibility, an obligation to my family. But then I work on my dreams some more. Work on my heart. Until God raise it up. Where what you've been taking care of can take care of you. Amen. So don't give up on your dream. Don't give up on your dream. You and your wife, you sit down and you plan that thing out. Let us see what you're doing. She ain't just supposed to know. You ought to know what I'm doing. You know what I'm working on. She don't know what you're doing. Because you don't even know. No, she could, she could help you. She really could. God gave her to you to help you. 
and you listen to everybody else except the one who's sticking with you. Come on. Because if anybody wants you to succeed, it's her. She's your biggest fan. She's your biggest fan, because all them other, you know, all them other ones, they, they talking that talk, but your biggest fan is right there laying next to you every night. That, that's your supporter right there. That's your fan club right there. Amen. Are you listening to me? So you plan that thing out. Baby, here's what I'm going to do. And we're going to pray about this. We're going to get God involved. And we're going to work this thing. And one day, girl, you're going to be able to get what you want. Are you listening to me? So you can bring your dreams to pass. You can manifest your dreams. Amen.